Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Long Distance Work Life Podcast. Uh, this is the podcast about all things working remote, technology, leadership, uh, working from home, staying sane, all of that good stuff. Today, we are talking about hybrid work and the tools we need to make that happen. And we are going to talk to the CEO of Tandem, who just happens to be Rajiv Iyengar. Hi, Rajiv. How are you? Hi, Wayne. Doing well. Great to, great to be here. Well, thank you for joining us. Why don't you give us a very, very brief introduction to yourself and to Tandem, and we'll take it from there. I'm Rajiv. I'm one of the co-founders of Tandem, which is a virtual office for remote and distributed and hybrid teams. Uh, I was working with two good friends from Yahoo, and we were working on a totally different idea. And what happened was my friends had kids around the same time. So this was in 2019. We were working in person, and all of a sudden, we started working remotely. So we felt that transition from working in person every single day, brainstorming. Be, like it's In the early stages of a company, it's so important to be creative together. And when we started working remotely, we didn't feel like a team anymore. So we tried every tool out there. We started building our own tools and eventually pivoted to working on a tool that helped us with connections. So Tandem's a virtual office. It's used by around 800 companies around the world. And what it lets you do is see at a glance who's around and talk in one click, much like you're, you're sitting in the same room. That's a lovely synopsis of two things. It's a synopsis of what the tool is, and we're going to get specific about that in just a moment. It, it also raises the issue of you know, whenever I talk to technology people, I'm always fascinated by what's the problem you were solving for. I mean, you're not the first people to find out that you have kids and the world doesn't operate the way you thought it did. Uh, <laughs> that is a very large club. Um, what you mentioned that you, you wound up building your own tool. And so I know that tools like Zoom and Teams and we can Slack and we can go down the list of existing tools. What were you finding you needed as a team that you weren't getting from what was there? When you're working on a really early stage idea, you're often changing direction very quickly. So, you, so it brings to the forefront uh, this, this problem of how do you really think together, like the creativity, the, the being on the same page, that is, is something that's, you know, it, it's possible to do with back-to-back -back scheduled meetings, but it's very, very difficult. And in practice, it doesn't happen. What we found really unlocks that when we, when we deconstructed what it's like working in an office is the spontaneous conversations, the water cooler chats, the tap, the tap on the shoulder, the quick chats before the meeting and after the meeting and in between saying, you know, how are you? How are you in the morning? Um, Co-working near each other where you can just seize an idea when it when it comes and and start working on it with others. Um, you know, it's not something you need all the time, but it's essential to 
a team and feeling connected with your team. So from a functional standpoint, it was the quick water cooler chats. Uh, but more than that, there's a relational aspect. So you're getting really personal. The, I wanted to start a company with my friends. The actual company or the idea was a little bit less important. We actually started as a cryptocurrency portfolio tracker and pivoted several times. But, but I think what I thought was, what we all thought was, if we're in this together, it's going to be amazing. And some of my you know, lifelong friends have been made through working on difficult, creative problems together. Uh, and when we step back and look at, look at the macro picture, we spend so much of our time at work working on things that are fulfilling, that hopefully give us satisfaction. If we can't relate to the people around us, that, that's a huge loss in our lives in the world. And so that connection, really getting to know the people you're working with, feeling connected to them, feeling like you're, you're in this together, that is so hard to do when you're remote. Uh, and there are lots of reasons for that. But th those two combinations, quick, spontaneous chats and that feeling of connection were what we set out to. I love that that mindset, and of course, that's great. Now, one of the things, and of course, people aren't looking at Tandem as we are talking about this, right? So I'm trying to give them a picture. One of the cool things about it, and also, frankly, one of the things that is a little bit of a red flag, is that in order for Tandem to work, it's always on, right? It's always kind of there in the background, which is what allows you to uh, say, hey, I need to talk to you or whatever. Is it, I've got that right? The, the desktop app, you can close it. You can also go into do not disturb or there are many ways to kind of make yourself unavailable. But what it does do when you're working, just like an office, you can go to the office. With Tandem, you can be available to your teammates and it becomes really, really easy to have spontaneous chats when you are working. So there, there is a, a separation that happens where you can decide whether you're available or very not available. Yeah. I'm curious about the reaction when you tell people about this. I am, all appearances to being a crusty old guy, I am a relatively trusting human being with the people that I work with. And I know that the moment we talk about always on or always available, there is an emotional reaction that goes with that. Uh, what has been some of the feedback that you get? Yeah, the, the, I think one design principle for us is letting you be as available as you want to be and giving you tools to, to do that. So one of the things that uh, we, you know, we, especially in the early days, we did get a lot of feedback on this. And so one of the things we did is as you go through onboarding, we walk you through settings and we, we try to explain as best we can how you can choose what level of availability you want. So you can be in Do Not Disturb. I mean, you could just have the app closed and then you're totally unavailable and your teammates will see you're unavailable. You can be in Do Not Disturb. And then if we go further, you can be available, but if you're in a meeting or if you're, you're actively working on something, we do, we do things to help your teammates get that picture. Then you can be super available. You can actually be connected in a room with, live, with audio live. And that's like sitting in, 
the open floor of an office and inviting people. It's more inviting and invites people to talk. And then you can tell somebody like, hey, you want to talk? And they're, they're waves, they're, they're kind of different ways you can, you can do that. So we try to create a spectrum and not have too much of an opinion on how available or how, how close, how proximate you want to feel to your teammates and help you navigate that. I love that you are, are very intentional about not just how does it work, but here are the levels of engagement that you can have and the, the mindset behind it. I think a lot of technology contains those things. I mean, anybody can decide I'm available, I'm not available, whatever. Right. But we don't often raise the intentionality of that to a feature of the tool. It's kind of assumed that people can do that. And then we look at each other like, why is he always on do not disturb? Right, right. It do not Just always being on do not disturb or having uh, availability be binary, for example, just green dot or gray dot, you know, that is so limiting. So when we're actually in person, there are so many different ways I can get your attention and they mean different things. I can send you a message. I can wave at you. I can make eye contact. I can tap you on the shoulder. I can say, hey, Wayne, you know, we're talking with Ronit. Can you can you join us? So you see that two people want to talk with you. We can get it. We can go into a room and, and have a meeting. We can go to a table. There are all of these different ways to talk and each one carries some meaning. And that's that's what we saw completely missing from remote work. So we started recreating this flexibility of how you talk and relate and feel connected to your coworkers. You know, one of the first things we built was a wave and it's, it's really simple. You just wave at a teammate, they get a little notification, they can wave back, they can chat back, they can talk. And it lets you just kind of have spon more spontaneous, more human connection moments. Those connection moments are important. One of the things that you and I were talking about before the microphone rolled and you know, if you want to hear the really good stuff, folks, you know, you want to hear the conversation that happens before we actually share anything with you. Uh, but we were talking about how, you know, this binary notion of I'm in the office or I'm not in the office. I'm here or I'm not. Uh, hybrid is not just making peace with that. I mean, a real hybrid, flexible approach to work is different than being all in the office or it's not just replicating the office experience. Tell me kind of in your mind, how do you picture hybrid work and, and what are some of the important differences? Yeah, that's, that's a great, that's a great thread. So I think hybrid work is going to be flexible. It's going to be quite flexible. Some people will be in the office some of the time, some people will be fully remote and everything in between. Uh, and what that means is that uh, in some ways, and we're, we're all experiencing this, hybrid wor work is messier and more difficult than either fully remote or fully in-person. Uh, it, it is very difficult to connect in the same way when you're remote and when you're in-person. And, and what that creates uh, is a second-class citizen problem where people who are remote don't feel as included. Um, and, and that's a very, very difficult, uh, that, that's, that's something that just kind of really strains the fabric of the team, right? And so, so we're seeing lots of approaches to solving that. Uh, but I think one of the things I'm excited for is that um, 
in addition to various approaches to culture and process and cadence, a lot of technology is being built that is closing that gap. So there's, of course, what we're, what we're doing with hybrid spaces where it lets remote teammates teleport around the office. There's some really interesting other, other technology companies like uh, Tonari, which is a Japanese company that creates, that turns your wall into a window between two offices, you know, that really connects multiple offices. And there's a lot of stuff and a lot of other companies that are working on bridging that gap. But uh, I guess to go back to your question, the world hybrid looks like flexibility. It looks like, um, and, and I think there's a vision here that we're all striving for, whether we want to or not. And that vision is if we look back on the last week of work with our colleagues, we should not remember who was in the office and who was remote. It should be the same. It should feel the same. You should feel like you can have that, have the relationships, have the collaboration, have that, that, that closeness to people, no matter where they are in the world. But we, there's a lot to do to get there. Here's a question I don't think I've ever asked anyone specifically in the tech field, but it's it's actually the thing that is first and foremost in my mind when I look at technology, which is a lot of this stuff is cool and slightly creepy. Uh, you know, the notion of being always on and, and it, there's just some things about it that a lot of people kind of resist on a couple of different levels. And I guess my question is, what, what do you do as a designer to kind of reduce the, the resistance to just the concept? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, I think, you know, that is, that, is a, that is a very good observation. And I think with new technology especially, there always is an adoption process mm -hmm. uh, and an adoption curve and different people and different groups of people adopt it more or less quickly. You know, for example, when you have, a, a, we have a generation of people who are entering the workforce or, or in the workforce who um, grew up as, as gamers, talking to each other on Discord, hanging out for many hours as they're playing games together. And there's a very clear analogy to being connected on audio or video while you're working on something together, often in a multiplayer app like Figma or Notion. So there, there's some parallels there. At the same time, you have people who are less comfortable on video. Uh, and I think that it's really important to, again, have different ways you can engage from just a, a listening mode, for example. That's, that's, that's been one way that uh, we've approached it, allowing you to join a meeting as a listener where you don't send video, you don't send audio, and everybody on the call kind of knows what your role is in that meeting. Um, also, making the app audio first and so making it very comfortable to join just on audio, I think is, is really, really important. Uh, another kind of design principle that we've thought about a lot is symmetry. So making sure that for example, with the hybrid product that, that, that lets you join and teleport around the office, making sure that there is a sort of, it, it's, it feels like a window, not a camera. Uh, and that means thinking through what, what's happening, what's the model, like what's the conceptual model of what's happening and how do we let you know at each stage how connected you are and give, and how, and give you the controls 
to become more or less connected as you want. That's a really great explanation. I, I really appreciate that. A couple of quick things, because as we fully expected, time is fleeting on us. Um, what's the best practice that you use at Tandem that other people should be copying uh, in the way that you work with each other? Uh, this is so. This has been so fundamental that I, we've built a feature around it. So opening meetings to listeners as much by default as you can. So within a team or within a group or an organization, if you can make the meetings that are happening more available, and this is very easy with a virtual office, but it, you can do it with, with any set of tools. Sorry, just make the meetings transparent and available and set a cultural norm that you know, within your team, unless the meetings are one-on-one -on -one or private, please join as a listener. This increases, uh, it, you can think about the glass office as a metaphor for this. It just increases the, the ease of, of knowing what's going on and, and knowing how your coworkers. What, what I love about that, and maybe this isn't the intention, but it's certainly where my head went, is we all get invited to so many meetings that we're invited to just in case. And it's this very formal thing where we have to block the time and suddenly that's on our calendar and it's getting in the way. What I'm hearing you say is meetings are open. You know, if you really care, pop in. If you don't, it's cool. Yes. I, I and, really and it's like that. And the thing I love about this is it takes advantage of one of the strengths of remote work and digital meetings, uh, which is that it's not that disruptive to pop in and then leave 15 minutes later. Whereas in a physical meeting, if you drop in as a listener, it, you kind of feel the pressure to stay for the full meeting. Yeah, it was what kind of rude jerk pops in and then just leaves, exactly. right? Especially if you're in a position of management or leadership, it can feel like you've changed the room by popping into... Uh, you know, maybe one of one of your direct reports meetings, um, but online it's very easy to be just a listener. And of course, the level of trust then both increases, but it needs to because if you can just pop in and out of meetings and people can just pop in and out, you're never a hundred percent sure who's there. So I can see organizations where this would be a really beautiful, cool thing. And I can see other organizations where the shiver that just went up listeners spine, <laughs> you know, thinking about this probably well, you, tells us more about their organization than not. Right. Well, you should always know who's there hopefully, but yes, <laughs> there is a degree of like um, comfort that you need to, to build. Yeah, absolutely. Rajiv Iyengar, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a great conversation. I'm really digging this. I am going to ask you to hold on until I do this, but thank you very, very much for joining us. For those of you who have been listening, I hope you've enjoyed the conversation with Rajiv. Uh, the way that we look at remote work, hybrid work, and the technology is going to be key to what we do going forward. I also really like what Rajiv said, that some of this is generational and demographic, which means me or your boss needs to get their act together. 
for those of you who are unfamiliar, you can find the show notes as well as a Q&A form where you can ask your questions if you visit our website, longdistanceworklife.com. If you are listening to podcasts or watching this on YouTube, you know the drill. Like, subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, as we always say, word of mouth is the most important thing, unless you don't like us, in which case, keep your mouth shut. Nobody cares what you think. Uh, if you want to reach us, Wayne at KevinEikenberry.com or Marissa at KevinEikenberry.com. Thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to speaking to you again. Uh, if you haven't checked out Long Distance Leader or Long Distance Teammate, uh, please do so. Other than that, we will see you on the next episode of the Long Distance Work Life. Super cool. I love I love your approach and the questions, and you get right to the point. We try. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was telling Renee, I actually had a podcast in the very early days of podcasting. Um, it was called the Cranky Middle Manager Show. And because I was doing it for myself, for my own amusement, uh, the style was very informal and kind of goofy. And and I, I like that approach when I'm listening to podcasts. But also, yeah. you know, people want to get down to the nitty gritty. And they're, you know, Cranky was 30, 35 minutes an episode. We're trying to keep it to 15, certainly less than 20. Yep. Not a lot of time to monkey around. Nope. Nope. Thank you so much, man. This was a great conversation. I really, really like uh, some of the things that you said that, you know, they, they really resonated. So good luck yeah. with uh, Tandem and all that stuff. Thank you. And likewise, great conversation. Loved, loved you kind of jamming on these ideas. I mean, I, I love talking about this stuff and, and kind of seeing how other people are thinking about it. So, Yeah. I just yeah, you, appreciate the time. Geek out for a while. Hey, um, you know, feel free to connect on LinkedIn, whatever, you know, stay in my orbit. Uh, uh, this is great. I was, I was telling Renee, I'm really glad we could do this. I'm leaving on vacation on the next weekend. And, Where are you going? Uh, the wife and I are doing a 30th anniversary blowout the stops uh travel in a manner that we are completely unused to traveling in uh london and paris oh fantastic fantastic yeah yeah my, my co-founder just got back from london and yeah we've both been to london but we've never been together uh and before she married me and lowered her standard of living appreciably she um, used to travel a lot and she'd been to Paris many times, but we've never been together. And so this is a, a bucket list trip. So, wow. Wow. Oh, that sounds amazing. All right. Uh, and Marissa, you didn't, you could completely cut that off and there's no need for you to listen to any of this. Uh, anyway, <laughs> thank you, Rajiv. Really, really good to meet you, man. Great to meet you as well. All right. Take care. Thanks, have buddy. a great have rest a good, of your have day. Have a good weekend.